I'm Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. And this is the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Coming up today, we have an interview with idea to product a 3D printing lab on campus. And after that, we're going to have a local newscast by Maximus. And then after that, we're going to have a roundtable about teachers not allowing laptops in classrooms. Yeah, we got some good stuff coming up, so stick around. Alrighty, welcome to the Rocky Mountain Review. Once again, I'm Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. And we're going to kick off today's show with a little bit of unknown trivia. So today, August 29th, is National Lemon Juice Day. Did you know that, Max? I did not know that. Well, now you do. So I appreciate lemon... it. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more facts about lemon juice. Lemon juice is sour due to the citric acid that varies upon each lemon. Lemon juice is used in a variety, a variety of culinary dishes and drinks due to its sour taste and health benefits. Lemon juice is used in several traditional remedies due to its high vitamin C content and antibacterial content. Another little National Day fact for you is that today is also National Chop Suey Day. Hey, that's a great system of a down song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a little fact about chop suey. Chop suey is a dish in American cuisine that typically consists of chicken, fish, beef, prawns, or pork. Chop suey literally translated to assorted pieces. So those are your national days for today. I learned something. I definitely learned something there. I learned a little something, too. Now, I'm all for learning something. So we actually have someone from Idea to Product 3D Printing Lab um, in the studio with us. Um, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hey, I am Joe, and I am a lab technician at the 3D Printing Lab here on CSU's campus. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, yeah, Joe. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. So... Um, some listeners may not know what is idea to product so basically it's an on-campus resource for all csu students no matter what your major is we've had brewery science majors we've had a lot of engineers but anyone can come in they can do a free training learn what 3d printing is learn our lab policies and then they can pay a simple flat rate um, and they can print whatever they want whether that's class projects or whether that's um, just something fun. So, that's awesome. Yeah. I know uh, a friend of mine printed a, a Bulbasaur flower oh, wow. pot once. Yeah, you, you got to have fun. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty, sure. pretty creative. Yeah. Uh, so how long have you guys been on campus? So we have been on campus for six years now, going on wow. our seventh year. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, does it take a lot of materials to 3D print stuff? I don't really know how this all uh, works. So typically it takes one material. Um, you can print with more, but usually it's just the one material. And we print with plastics here, and there are thousands of different types of plastics, though, that you can print with. So you can be pretty creative in what you're doing. Gotcha. Like Like different strengths or like... Yeah, yeah. So different strengths, um, different material properties so you could print with a flexible material you could print with a really really strong material we've driven over print <laughs> prints um that we've printed with cars and they've whoa. survived so whoa. kind of have fun. you ever dropped them yes we have yeah oh, wow from how how high up 
Um, well, we haven't gone to uh, the top of the stadium yet, but Ooh. we... <laughs> Sounds like that's <laughs> an in the upcoming cards, plan, though. though. Uh, that would be fun. Right. Not, not in the plans, but... Is yeah. it a big learning curve, learning how to 3D print stuff? Um, it can be, depending on how, um, how much you want to do. Typically, it's fairly easy, though. There are thousands of different files online that you can just find and download, and then you can print them off and especially if you do use our lab we have um staff who have had years of experience oh, cool. doing it so we we love to help you guys out in learning how to do that kind of stuff there's awesome. a free little design for an alpaca online that i really want to 3d print you should do it i yeah. really should so you should buy some time yeah oh my goodness <laughs> so anyone can use the lab though. yeah yeah um any csu student or faculty gotcha yeah and if you're not a csu student or faculty is there a fee or is it just only for uh csu students just for csu yeah we changed that policy but we do have some referrals um so if you go to our website and you're looking to 3d print there are a bunch more resources out there awesome yeah so, uh, fun one. What's the what's the most fun thing you've ever printed? What's your favorite? <laughs> Fun's a, a really big word. Um, <laughs> one of my favorites for sure was um, actually something that's being used to this day. Um, I worked on a ranch last winter, and they had a four-wheeler there, and you, there's a little lever that you push to make the four-wheeler mm -hmm. go, um, and that broke. Um, it was super cold outside one day, and it just broke off. Um, so I designed a new part um, and printed it out of a super high temperature material. Um, so that was super cool and just popped it on the four-wheeler and now it's, it's driving to this day. Oh my so. gosh, that that's is awesome. so yeah, cool. It's what's, fun. what's the hardest thing you've ever had to 3D print? Um, there, there can be some really interesting geometries that you have to, you have to play around with. Um, I'm trying to think now. One interesting thing is we printed flexible material super thin, like maybe a tenth of a millimeter, um, and it was just super hard to get consistently printing, but it's for heart valves, actually. Oh, so, wow. wow. Yeah, oh my goodness. some biomedical applications as well. That's These are, incredible. like, important things. Yeah. Serious things, yeah. yeah. So you can have fun. You can be yeah. really serious and do some really cool stuff. It's it's a big balance yeah. between all of that. So. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That's, do those like go in people? Uh, no. So right now it's just for research. Oh, gotcha. it's just yeah. like experimental. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. But that's the plan eventually. Way that's incredible. Cool. Yeah. Do you have to use like different materials? For... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. No, I feel like you couldn't just use any plastic <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah. So are you modeling this stuff in like a computer program before you're printing it off, or how does that work? Typically, um, especially if you're doing custom projects, you obviously have to get into what's called computer automated design or computer aided design, excuse me, CAD. Um, but that. if you want to just print something off, like I mentioned before, there are thousands of files online um, just free for the taking. So if you just Google, you can find a bunch of them. Yeah. Awesome. Right on. I'm going to probably try it sometime. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe. Well, thank you so much for be coming on the show and talking about 3D printing. Really appreciate having you here. Yeah, no, it's yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, is there pleasure. anything else you'd like to add? 
Um, definitely check us out. I it can be intimidating for people who aren't in the STEM majors um, coming into the lab, but we love having everyone coming in from. Like I mentioned earlier, like there's a brewery sciences guy who he made his own board game, like really from the ground up. That's so cool. So yeah, we, we love to have fun. We love to keep things interesting and we can't do that without all the majors. So right. even if you're interested and you don't think your major is relevant, come on by and we'll, we'll love to at least give you a tour. So yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much awesome. for coming by, Joe. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back soon with some local news mm-hmm. and maybe a little conversation about laptops in class. Ooh, maybe, mm. maybe, definitely. Definitely. All right, catch us after the break. Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. And we're going to kick it off with a little roundtable about laptops on campus. But before all of that, we're going to have Max tell you the local news. Oh, yes. Only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Hi, my name is Maximus Hunter, and this is your local news for Thursday, August 29th, 2019. You're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review here on 90.5 KCSU. The Loveland Police Department would like to remind people that online incident reporting is a feature of their website and has been since 2014. The online crime reporting feature allows for citizens to report minor incidents without having to speak to an officer. Only minor reports can be filed online, such as theft, non-injury traffic crashes, and damage or loss reports. By using the online reporting tool, citizens can file quicker and free up phone lines for more serious crime reporting. This kind of synergy will allow the Loveland Police Department to more effectively follow their mission statement, which is save lives, fight crime, survive. A new statue in the gardens on Spring Creek has been unveiled, and it's dedicated to the philanthropic work of Bob and Joyce Everett. The statue, a life-size bronze image of the couple, was dedicated on July 31st. The sculpting was done by George Lundin and his Lundin Studios. Along with the statue, a new pavilion, the Everett Pavilion, was dedicated in memory of Bob Everett, who passed away in 2016. The project was spearheaded by the Everett Legacy Fund. Over 70 people donated to make the statue and the pavilion a reality. While the pavilion isn't yet finished, uh, the whole of the gardens are under construction. And while it's going on, entry to the pavilion is free, and people are encouraged to come visit 10 a.m. through 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. On Saturday, September 2nd, the City of Fort Collins will be hosting a Household Hazardous Waste, or HHW, collection event. Every year, the city collects hazardous waste from citizens who have not yet disposed of waste that is potentially dangerous or environmentally unfriendly. Accepted items are things like old batteries, paint, pesticides, fluorescent lights, cleaning products, vitamins and supplements, personal care products, and mercury-containing items like thermometers. Not all hazardous, hazardous excuse me, items are accepted. Unacceptable items are tires, e-waste, asbestos, um, explosives, pharmaceuticals, biohazards like needles, and any kind of commercial or industrial waste. Items must be packaged in boxes or tubs instead of bags and with similar items boxed together. Acids and oxidizers must be separated. 
mattresses will be collected as well for a small fee. The Fort Collins Fitness Festival has been announced for Saturday, September 21st in Old Town. Rachel Pastor, founder of the Fitness Festival, says the experience will be fun, no matter your fitness level. The festival will include main stage workout instruction, a kid's fit zone, a 5K, a special celebrity guest appearance by Sean T. from Insanity, a beer garden, food, and plenty of health and wellness-themed vendors. There will be a variety of classes offered during the festival. All beer profits and tips go to supporting the Kiwanis Club of Fort Collins and CASA of Larimer County. The festival will be taking place Saturday, September 21st. With your local news, I'm Maximus Hunter, and you're listening to 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. Thank you, Max. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, after that, I think we need to talk a little bit more about campus. I don't know about you, Max, but... I mean, we're here now, aren't we? We are here. Uh, This may not be new news, but it is certainly new to me this semester. Um, Teachers not letting students have laptops in class. It's been happening more and more. Yeah. Uh, The interesting thing, I think, about that is uh, you pay about $1,000 for this laptop, and then you come to school where you're also paying money to attend these classes, and then you aren't even able to use these laptops. Um, And what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I can see where teachers are coming from. Uh, I definitely, when I have my laptop out in class, I'm most likely not doing something class-related. And... That's, you know, as uh, if I were a teacher, I uh, would find that concerning. And so, like, I I, I get it, and especially because the school does provide laptops in some cases. But at the, at the same time, uh, you know, what if that's how you're taking notes, right? Right. You know? Well, in my opinion, I, didn't, I personally don't like it. Um, along those lines that, like, yes, students may be misusing their laptops, but also... A, students are paying for these classes, so if they decide to misuse their time, that's, um, that's, a, on them, yeah. that's a fault of them, not a fault of the teacher. Um, along those lines, too, um, by that same logic, why couldn't you, like, students skip class all the time? I mean, there's nothing really stopping students from not learning. And I mean, I get that's where the teachers are coming from, that, like, maybe if we take away their laptops... They'll be more inclined to learn. You, you know what I think it might be? Because you're right. It's, it's like entirely on people's own volition to, you know, to learn and to be a, an active member of the class. But I think it's I bet it, it's because laptops are like distracting for other people. You know, if you're like watching like Netflix, playing a game, everyone around you can see you. And then... I mean, that's what teachers say. But I mean, in every lecture hall I've been in, people have done that. And I know it's just a personal thing. I've never been distracted. And again, it comes I down. I definitely yeah. have. Oh, yeah. It Especially comes if down, it's, like, a good game. Yeah. It oh, comes yeah. down to, like, a a personal responsibility. Like, you have to – your res- I feel like you should be responsible for your own learning, your own attention span. Um, I don't feel like teachers should be the ones taking it into their own hands to basically assume that you're not adult you're enough not to um, handle your time wisely. Fair enough. It's an interesting question, folks. Do you think that – Students should be allowed to use laptops as they want, or do you think it's a good call that teachers are saying less laptops in classes? Let us know what you think. Send us a text at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278, and uh, we'll give you a little shout-out. Right, and after we come back from our break, we're going to listen to a little bit of campus news, and then we're going to have another roundtable about the last year that 
Uh, we're going to have the Rocky Mountain Showdown at the Broncos Stadium and why that might be and the pros and cons of that. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter. And we are joined by a very special guest right now. Uh, we have Raven Color, the news director for the Collegian in the studio. Hi there. Hi, Raven. Um, she's going to give us uh, a little... Um, a news story about something unfortunate that happened on can campus and uh, since she's been reporting on it for since it happened it seems only right that she should come talk about it yeah so on Monday evening there was a vehicle pedestrian accident on campus uh, that night we were informed that the pedestrian was an 18 year old student um, it turned out later he was he's 19 uh, and then the person driving the car is a 32-year-old female student. Um, the male was, the pedestrian was immediately taken to the medical center of the Rockies with serious injuries. Uh, on Wednesday, a statement was released by his family saying that uh, he is currently on life support while they try to uh, donate his organs. Uh, and the investigation into the crash is ongoing and there's no updates at this time. Uh, his family's statement was uh, it thanked the CSU community and the kind of northern Colorado community for um, being so supportive through this very difficult event. Um, and they also asked for some privacy. Okay. Uh, there was some confusion um, on Wednesday uh, about his condition. There was conflicting um, statements being released by Housing and Dining Services and the university. Uh, and then what it turned out his condition was, um, according to the release from UC Health, who runs uh, the Medical Center of the Rockies, the most recent information um, is that he's on life support pending organ donation his of his organs. Gotcha. That's so sad. Really? Yes. It was his first day of college. He was a freshman, and he oh had goodness. just signed up for the Army ROTC. Oh, Yes, so um, obviously Housing and Dieting Services and the university have um, extended their condolences to the family. And uh, if anybody needs resources to help them through a difficult event like this, those are listed on the Collegian articles about this incident. Um, so if anybody needs some help, it is on campus and the university is here to help you through events like this. It's good to hear, Raven. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for yeah, coming think, in. Honestly, that's a that's a sad story. It just uh, makes me think that yeah, especially when you're on campus, gotta you know be careful when you're driving. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. around. Yeah, be careful when you're driving. Be careful when you're crossing a road. Just everybody needs to be very aware that Stay there's aware. a lot of people on this campus. Yes. Thank you so much for coming in, Raven. Of course. We're gonna take a break, but when we come back, we're gonna have a roundtable. Welcome back to the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm still Ren Wadsworth. And I'm still Maximus Hunter. Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> and coming up, we're going to have a roundtable about the Broncos Stadium and why this will be the last year that CSU is going to play CU there and why that is. That's a bummer. It is honestly. a little bit <laughs> of, a, of a bummer, but we'll discuss why it is and why maybe it's for the best or maybe it's for the worst. 
I, I can definitely tell you why it's a bummer, but first. <laughs> but first, before all of that. You've got some campus news to share. Yes, I do. Alrighty. So e-scooters will soon be available for rental both on CSU's campus and throughout Fort Collins. E-scooters, or electronic scooters, have become a growing trend nationwide due to their low cost and their green approach to transportation. Within the month, students will be able to rent the scooters and take them all across campus. Many other American cities have introduced the scooters into their cities without consulting authorities or taking the time to establish rules and regulations for the scooters. The results have been riders who both ride unsafely and do not properly return their scooters after the renter's time has expired. Colorado State, however, has taken a different approach. Representatives from both the city and CSU directly spent months researching policies as well as logistics for riding, paying, and parking the e-scooters. Aaron Fodge, CSU's Alternative Transportation Manager, stated, What sets CSU and the City of Fort Collins apart from other communities is that we work collaboratively, and we are able to leverage the benefits that come with investing in one contract together. Riders must follow rules while renting the scooters, such as keeping the e-scooters off of campus and city sidewalks. Riders have to obey the same rules of the road followed by cars and bikes. Similarly to bikes, e-scooters have to be registered with the police department, and scooters will not be allowed in any building, residence hall, or bus on CSU's campus. The scooters will not operate on campus during the nighttime or during inclement weather. It's that time of the year again. It's the Rocky Mountain Showdown, and this year's, there's some changes coming to the traditional rivalry game. Beer will not be sold at Denver Broncos stadiums, which may seem strange since the stadium usually sells beer during its games and both CSU and CU students have become accustomed to drinking beer in their respective stadiums. But Broncos Stadium reportedly hasn't sold beer at a showdown since the 1999 game. If you're planning on attending the game in Denver tomorrow night, Campus Source listed a set of rules fans will have to follow to make it through the gates. Fans attending the Rocky Mountain Showdown will have to pass through metal detectors, just as they do at both Canvas Stadium and Folsom Field, which is CU's field, and adhere to the same clear bag policy that is used in both schools and the NFL. The only bags fans will be allowed to bring into the stadium are clear plastic bags or one-gallon disposable freezer bags, no larger than 12 by 6 by 12 inches. Each fan is permitted to carry one clear bag. Also banned are purses other than clutch bags no larger than 4.5 inches by 6.5 inches. Backpacks or seat cushions with zippers, pockets, or concealable areas that are larger than a single piece, artificial noisemakers, air horns, or cowbells of any size are not permitted. I have to leave my cowbell at home. I know. Gosh, I don't want to. <laughs> For that winning touchdown, you can't play your cowbell today. I want to celebrate, though. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I, clearly, they had some kind of cowbell-related incident. Definitely. It's only one reason they'd have a role like that. Yeah. Something happens. <laughs> Someone went too crazy too with their cowbell. Too hard on the cowbell. Need more cowbell. Apparently not. <laughs> Also restricted will be any blankets or jackets, and they must fit the clear... That's my bad. Any blankets or jackets must either fit the clear bag or be carried loosely to facilitate security screening. Binoculars and cameras cannot be carried in cases. There are no provisions to check prohibited items at the gate. Fans will be allowed to bring in their own food items, provided they're carried in a clear plastic bag, as well as bottled water and other non-alcoholic beverages. Additionally, 
A public safety release from the Denver Chief of Police details the expected behavior of CSU students at the showdown, including a no-tolerance stance on underage drinking or any other law violations. It stated that officers, officers both in uniform and out will be stationed around the stadium to ensue the, the safety of all specters and students. Well, good stuff, right? That's good. I'm I, glad that it's a little bit safer this year. Yeah, no, me too. Uh, I remember last year was fun, but uh, a little all over the place. A little overwhelming. Yeah, it was fun, though. Um, I, I really like the scooter news because I've, uh, I walked to campus and I've been waiting for this day to come. Been waiting for a scooter. I mean, to be fair, you can always have a scooter on campus, just not an electronic uh, not an scooter. That's so much cooler, though. Well, speaking of the stadium, this is the last year that CSU and CU are going to play their rivalry game at Bronco, Broncos Stadium. Sports Authority Field? What I think it's call it I think it's Broncos Stadium at Mile High. At Sports Authority Field, no, I... hashtag. <laughs> hashtag uh, save the turtles, hashtag. Woke up like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long name and people get upset if you don't use the right one. But yeah, this is the last year they're going to do it. And I've heard one of the reasons why is because fans get a little bit crazy at the games. Yeah, I think we're too much for them to handle. So it was yeah. Boulder. But, I think uh, both of us. It's a joint effort. Yeah, no, it would definitely kind of take over downtown Denver for a second. But uh, I, I'm I'm bummed because I always thought that was so much fun taking over downtown yeah, Denver. Yeah, I think it's second. really cool. I I love having you know the whole the whole like community out there. It feels like you know everyone goes and you know even though we're rivals with CU, it's you know still uh, it's fun to all get together. Yeah, I get to see all my friends who go to CU and you know. Everyone it's cool to be in Broncos Stadium. And, yeah, watches the game, and yeah, you're at the Broncos Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in marching band, and I personally love playing at Broncos Stadium. It's one of the coolest things. Well, not playing, I dance, so, but still, still, that's it's pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool to be uh, performing in front of a million people. I didn't know you'd done that. That is pretty cool. I you're didn't pretty cool, do right? that. Thank you. The whole world knows. The downside of not doing it at Broncos Stadium, however, is that now it's going to be at Colorado State or Colorado University's campus. And a lot of issues they had with that in the past is that whoever the losing team was um, usually trashes. Better hope it's not on their campus. Yeah, Yeah. better hope it's not on. I mean, I think. Or the other way around. Better hope that it, the losing team loses on, on their, their campus. campus. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, there's yeah. been a couple years where it's been uh, been. Yeah, that's kind of a scary idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say it's better for us to leave our hometown and our campus to go trash downtown Denver. But downtown if someone is getting trashed, you know. But I like it because it's it's a mutual ground. Like, it's neither of our home turfs and it's. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. Uh I, if I had to go to like Boulder to watch the game next year, yeah, um, it's a little interesting. But I mean, that's how every football t football game works. I know, but why can't we be special? We were so special for so long. For so long. This is the last year we'll ever be special. Oh, don't say that. Oh, oh. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break, but stay tuned because something really special is coming up that Max has for you. I'll give you a hint. It's the weather. <gasps> the weather. All right. Only here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.